0: We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edith Burke. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. I'm going to talk about someone this morning who thought God wasn't with him. Judges chapter 6. You might have heard of a guy called Gideon. Um, by the way, the book of Judges... The book of Judges... It's an interesting name. Have you ever read the book, book of Judges? What's your concept of a judge? Guy sitting up in a chair with a wig on? That's not the Bible's concept of a judge. If you read the book of Judges, what you find is people who deliver, who bring justice and deliver us. We've got people like Gideon, Samson, Deborah, they're actually deliverers who bring justice. So when you think of a judge in the Bible, how God's coming to judge, make sure you get the biblical concept. He's not, we're not courtroom. They're talking about a deliverer who comes to bring justice. So that's just a little side lesson for you. So that's why when you read the book of Judges, you don't see anyone in a courtroom. You see people who come to deliver, and very imperfect people. And Gideon is one of them. And... Uh, he encounters God when everything's going wrong and he wasn't even sure if he trusted God at the time but God was committed to him and God was hovering over the earth when he didn't understand that. And I think we have, all have times in our life when we wonder what the heck is going on. Uh, when, when we think maybe God has forgotten us when things are challenging, when tragedies happen, when things are going wrong. So I'm going to read about Gideon and really just the first part of his life. It goes for a few chapters, but I'm going to focus right at the beginning. Judges chapter 6, I'm going to read from verse 11. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree of Ophrah. Isn't that the Ophrah wind tree? (laughs) Do you like that? I made that up myself. Which belonged to Joash of the clan of ab e Gideon the son of Joash was threshing wheat at the bottom of a wine press to hide this grain from the Midianites. Now, this is almost comical, actually, and it's meant to be that way because the wine press was a hole in the ground. And you got in the hole in the gr- and you, and you pressed, you know, the wine. But when you thresh wheat, you're supposed to be up in a hill throwing it so the wind blows away the chaff. So he's so afraid that he's trying to thresh wheat in a wine press. So imagine the frustration. Throwing this grain up in the air and how high do you have to throw it even to get? But he's doing it to hide from the enemy. And uh, the angel came to him and said, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. And Gideon's reply is in verse 13. Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Anyone ever said that? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord had brought us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. It's like they were back in slavery again. So the angel of the Lord says, the Lord is with you. And Gideon says, no, the Lord has abandoned me. We've got a difference of opinion here. A difference of uh, perspective. And I don't know if you've ever heard something, maybe in a church service like, God is with you. And you think, no, he's not. Because you're looking at the situation you're in. And someone's, yeah, God is with you, mighty woman of God. And And you say, if he says that again, I'm going to go up and smack him. You've know, you had that sort of reaction. Why has all this stuff happened? Why is everything messed up? You don't know me very well if you say that over me. So we've got a problem here. God is trying to tell him one thing, and Gideon's response is the opposite opinion. And Gideon is arguing with, I suppose, God, trying to tell him, and I think we all argue we got at times. And he's doing it tough, Gideon. He's at an all-time low. And God wants to do something in his life, but he has to take hold of Gideon and sort of change him. So God says, imagine if God said, appear to you, said, arise, you mighty man of valour, or your mighty woman of valour. Can you imagine God saying that to you? Uh, God is with you, mighty warrior. Why don't you, you know, tell the person next to you, God is with you, mighty warrior. You've got to say it like you're a Spartan, all right? God is with you, mighty warrior. Hey, your response to that statement will expose what's happening in your life. Um, And Gideon's response was, well, why has all this happened? we're all the miracles you've abandoned us why does the evidence say something else and see god always speaks about our future and our potential and we often see what's happened in the past we see what's happening in the present and uh i like that god always talks about hope so gideon doesn't believe it he's too skeptical he's seen too much In fact, I think when the angel... In my imagination, I can see him being triggered. you ever spoken something to someone and it's like they're triggered and they sort of explode? And you know it's not what you said. It's no, it's something that's happened in their life. Well, Gideon sort of, to me, seems to be like this. And what do we say? Well, that person's got issues when you say something and they get triggered. Well, Gideon's got issues, right? And uh, the issues... In Gideon's heart were exposed by his reaction God was calling him a victor he only saw himself as a victim of what was happening and he honestly felt God had abandoned him and here's some background maybe maybe will help you understand why he was feeling that way the the Midianites the Midians they would come down and they virtually stole all the livestock out of the land and then they would come down at harvest time when they're just about to harvest Or during the harvest and either steal the crops or burn the crops so he had no livestock and virtually when you were going to get your grain the likelihood was it was going to be stolen so that's why he's hiding and they're under such oppression they were almost like they were starving uh, for something to eat and uh, he's doing his best he's hiding in this wine press trying to just get some food you can see, sort of read behind the lines, he has been try, trying and failing. And not only that, his self-image is shot. If you go to verse, let's go to verse 15. Can we go there? But Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh. And I'm the least in my entire family. Okay, how's this? I can't say, but, you know, my family's the worst family in town and I'm the runt of the litter. That's what he's saying. So not only is he, you know, being oppressed, he feels like he's like the bottom of the barrel. That's his concept of himself and God comes and says, arise you mighty warrior. <laughs> We've got a difference of opinion here. Who am I? Surely there's someone more, more, more capable, more qualified than me. And I'm glad God sees things we can't see. He sees potential. He sees gifts and abilities unlocked that have been hidden. I don't know. Have you ever been inspired, maybe it is in church, to do something inspired by somebody, a speaker, and then oh, i are going to go and do this? And when you go home, everything goes wrong. Like, you know... You go home and your family start attacking you or the roof starts leaking and huge bill in the mail and the kids get in trouble at school and even the dog who loves you bites you. It's like everything goes wrong after you get inspired. Everything comes sort of against you. How can I do anything great? I'm even struggling with my family and everything I touch goes wrong. And it's like you are sort of teased with this false hope. And uh, so Gideon's in this sort of environment, I, I sort of see the the great thing about god is god accepts us where we are but never leaves us where we are that's the grace of god it's not just about accepting us it's about taking us somewhere else he accepts us where we are but never leaves us where we are he's not just a rescuer he's got a destiny in mind as well so when the lord says uh, mighty hero the lord is with you gideon gives God, god that look you know that look Husband and wives, you know the look, he's got that look, as if to say, he's sort of offended. God is not with me, he's abandoned me. Exposing what's in his heart. So, if you're a bit like Gideon, or you can relate to Gideon, you know, there's some good news for you here this morning. Let's go to verse 13 and. Uh, see how God responds. Verse 13, Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the miracles you told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt and now the Lord has abandoned us and handed over to this Midianites? Verse 14, The Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue the Midianites I am sending you. Go with your strength you have. Well, I would have thought I'm Gideon, I'm thinking, well, I'm not, I've got none. (laughs) Go with the strength you have. Um, And sometimes, you know, God's answers are completely different to our questions. Because what did he ask? Why has all this happened, God? Where were you, God? And God says, go with the strength you have. So his answer, he doesn't answer his question. He just tells him what to do. And... uh... I believe we all have questions we ask God, and God loves us so much that he doesn't answer them. Because if you look into Gideon's background, you say, why has has all this happened to us? You look at Gideon's family had an idol in their house, and they're leading the whole community in Baal worship, his very family, right? And, And... and they had a prophet come and warn them and they ignored them because they didn't think it applied to them. They were so seared by what was happening. So they're the answers to his questions. Well, it's actually probably some of your fault, but, but the Lord doesn't tell him that. He's got too much grace. I think in my, when I look at this, I think, well, God's got, not going to answer his questions because it'll make him feel even worse. And some of the questions you have, God doesn't answer. because. He he wants to give you an answer to your situation, not an answer to your question. And that's what we need. An answer for our situation, not always the answer to our questions. How many times have I seen this? People wondering why stuff is happening in their family. God has abandoned me. My kids are going, hey, why? And they're ignoring every principle that God has showed them. It's, you know... We're always part of it. Sometimes things happen to us, but often it's the patterns we have. But instead of blasting him with the truth, the angel of the Lord, it says in one version, it says the angel looked at him directly in the eye. I can see him pausing for a moment, thinking, now, do I tell him or not? He says, go in the strength you have. So he sort of ignores his question, haven't I sent you? Angels thinking, you really don't want me to outline your failings. You don't need to know why, you need to know what to do. And uh, so the answer to our question is not always the answer to our problem. Instead, God speaks hope. And God is committed to speak over each one of us encouragement and destiny and direction in fact if you look at sort of those verses god says i'm sending you i'm with you and he even says you will not fail because he says you will defeat the enemy i'm sending you i'm with you i will, you will not fail now it seems like gideon settles down after a while and has a think about it um because uh, he has a bit of a change after a little while and it says he brings an offering to god verse 17 and that's a good, good thing to do when God starts to speak to you, even if, if it feels like opposite to where you are. Let's start with just bring an offering to God. Let's, let's see what happened. Gideon replied, If you're truly going to help me, show me a sign to prove that it is really the Lord speaking to me. Don't go away until I come back and bring my offering to you. So he leaves this messenger or angel or whoever it was, and uh, the angel answered, I will stay here until you return. And the angel said to him, Place the meat and the unleavened bread on this rock and uh, pour the broth over it. And Gideon did what he was told. In verse 20, and the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the bread with the tip of his staff, at his hand, and fire flamed up from the rock and consumed all he had brought. And the angel of the Lord disappeared. So imagine bringing this offering. He's gone over and he's cooked her right he's cooked the bread he's he's made this meal and he's brought it to this messenger it's burned up and the angel disappears wow he asked for a sign there's a sign verse 22 when gideon realized it was an angel of the lord he cried out oh sovereign lord i'm doomed i've seen the the angel of the lord face to face now he's got another problem i he think he's going to die because he's seen the lord Verse 23, it's all right, the Lord replied. When I read that, I thought, oh, didn't the angel just disappear? And it seems when you read this now, it's got a different spelling of the word Lord and it seems like God is speaking to him directly somehow. It's like he's no longer speaking with an angel. Somehow God is speaking to him. Don't be afraid, you will not die. Verse 24, and Gideon built an altar to the Lord. And named it Yahweh Shalom Which means the Lord is peace Wow So we got from this guy who's Self image is shot Think the Lord has abandoned him Has an encounter with God Brings an offering of worship And calls the place The Lord is peace I don't think he had peace before But something happened in this place We see some changes happening You know, I think we all need to work or function from a place of peace, first of all. You know, encounter God, receive his peace, understand we have peace with Jesus. Peace is the umpire that guides our decisions. Peace is what, what um, uh, can overwhelm us and, and be with us. You know, you don't want to make decisions when you're angry. You want to make them when you're full of peace. You know, when you're angry, you you lose 25% 25 of the blood from your brain disappears when you're angry. That's not a good time to make decisions. It's a place of peace. So something happened to change Gideon from that place of hurt and offence to a place of peace. And uh, I want to perhaps encourage you today God will meet you right where you are. Whatever, if you're hiding from something, whatever you're doing, if you're discouraged, whatever situation you're in, and God will meet you there. And he'll say something to you. I'm with you, you mighty warrior. That's warrior, not warrior. Warrior with an A, not with an O. And uh, it seems like Gideon was transform- transformed as he brought an offering to God. And there's a little key for us. Something changed his heart. I think it's amazing what he bought because you know they're on the brink of salvation, starvation. And he brings a goat and this offering made of bread. It's the very thing they needed. And he offered the very thing that was his big issue. And uh, to me, it's talking about just bringing our stuff to God, casting our cares upon God, bring an offering. He had. A goat and an ephod of flour. You know how much an ephod of flour is? Who went down to the you know, food land get got an ephod of flour? That's uh, 40 litres of flour. That's a, decent, that's a decent loaf of bread, isn't it? So people, who are st- he's starving, he's got a goat and this ephod of flour. He, he said, well, if I'm in, I'm all in. This is all I've got left? I don't know. But he just brought it to God. And uh, a man who was reduced to starvation has a huge offering of flour and food and, and when grain was probably like gold. He offered to God that which he probably felt was being robbed from him. It's a powerful thought. And he decided to give it all to God. And uh, some things we need to commit to God in worship. Just give him our life, give him our situations. Cast our cares. It's called the sacrifice of praise sometimes in, in the Bible where we praise God for who he is despite what's happening. We bring an offering to him. And uh, we, I can see getting and bringing that offering, making it, bringing it with expectancy. And from now on when the Lord speaks to him, there's no longer an angel there. It just says the Lord speaks to him. Something happened in that place where somehow he started to hear straight from God. And he acts in the opposite spirit, no longer complaining, he's all in. And God opens his eyes and changes his attitude. And uh, during that worship, he realises he's not speaking to a man, but speaking to God. And that's why worship is so important. And when he bought that offering, he found something called peace, which I tell you what, is the greatest thing on earth. I just have a question for us all. What do we need to bring to God as an offering? What's our thing? What's our issue? It says, cast your cares upon God. Philippians 4 verse 6 puts it this way. Don't worry about anything, but give it all to God and allow the peace of God to fill your heart. What do you need to to give to God? An offence, a hurt? something from your history, something you can't control. I love that God said to him, go in the strength you have. He's got nothing. And it's a good key for each one of us. I, don't, I haven't got much to offer. Just go in what you have. It's different to the day of Pentecost. It said they, were, they had to wait to receive power from high. They received the Holy Spirit. It's different in Gideon's story. He had to go and do what he could with the strength he had and when he obeyed God it says then he was filled with the spirit of God. It's a different sort of story here. Go with what you have, go with the strength you have. God said something like that to Moses, he had a staff. I haven't got much, go with what you have, use that staff. Use what you're familiar with. Go in the sh- what, 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 have you, what have you got? We've all got something, some sort of uh, gift, some sort of ability, some sort of talent where we can just go and serve God with that, and when we commit that to God, the spirit of the Lord comes upon that. You know, the first person who got filled with the spirit of God was not a preacher, was not a prophet, it was an, an artisan who made things, a craftsperson in the Bible. First person. And God seems to always ask us to start with what we have, and as we step out, he fixes us up us up you know what I'm glad that when you read the story of Gideon he doesn't go from Clark Kent to Superman straight away it's a process he actually pulled down that idol in his dad's house he said can I do it in the middle of the night so no one sees me and God said sure I'll do it scared and uh, you heard about Gideon's fleece you, you know putting a fleece before God you know some people say it's a good way to hear from God. No, it's not really. He did it because he, he was too scared. God had already appeared to him quite a few times. He knew it was God, but he was still unsure. <laughs> so he said, Lord, you know, perhaps if I put a, a fleece, like a, the fleece of a sheep, for those who don't know the story, I'll put it out, and if it's got dew in it and the ground is dry, I believe you sent me. And, and God did as he said, and Gideon said, well, I might just do it again. So I'll put the fleece out this time, and if the ground is wet and the fleece is dry, I'll know you're with me. And God in his grace works through our insecurities. I would have reckoned he knew God was speaking to him, but the next thing God asked him to do was bigger, so he needed perhaps some more assurance. And um, that gives me hope gives all those people with insecurities hope. Those with who perhaps, oh, I don't know if I measure up hope. God will take you step by step and give you what you need. I think I'd just like to pray for those who are in a place which seems contrary to, to what you feel God has spoken over you. Uh, Lord, you, I've been praying for this Yet the opposite is happening. I've been praying for a provision, yet it seems to be stolen. And uh, those, those who identify with Gideon, I used to really identify with Gideon, those with a low self-image, you think, you know, opposite to what God thinks. Arise, you mighty woman of God. Now, don't you know my family's the worst family in Ruka? And me, I've got the worst reputation out of a lot of them. So that's, that's the sort of people God loves to choose because he likes to show his power in what the world considers perhaps not up to scratch. And that's why we're all candidates for the blessing of God. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the people in this place, Lord. I pray for those who are in a place which seems contrary to the promises of God. Like Gideon felt that he was being, he was being robbed, he was, seemed to be in slavery. You know, all all his provision was just stolen. He was um, hiding, he was discouraged. I pray for those sort of people, Lord God, and I speak your word over them. Uh, you are a child of God. Through the power of of, of Jesus, you have um, been accepted as a son and daughter of the living God. you joint heirs with Jesus. Lord, and I speak hope and faith, Lord. Lord, and I pray, Lord, um, just as a moment, we'll just give something to you, Lord, which maybe is a something that's a hurt in our life, and offence in our life. We'll just lay it at the altar, cast our cares upon you. As we do that, Lord God, I pray that the peace of God will flat our hearts, Lord. Lord, we'll go from this place, even though perhaps not knowing you know, what's my next step, just go with the strength we have, go with the gifts we have, the, um, the abilities we have. And we'll go and just bless somebody in the name of Jesus, Lord. And that will cause something to break over our life, Lord. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Amen. All right, let's let's um, you know, let's pray for some of those who aren't with us here today. We've got a couple, couple sick. And continue to pray for those, um, those who you know. Pray for our farmers who are going crazy at the moment. And uh, let's, let's, let's pray for the peace of God to be upon them and, and also, you know, for, um, for things to change so they can get that harvest in. Amen. Well, God bless you. Let's stand, uh, stay for a cup of coffee. Don't forget we've got the Good Samaritan cards out there. And uh, in a couple of weeks' time, we have that Christmas tree service coming up where you can bring your gifts if you want to be part of that. God bless you. Thanks, Jeremy.